0: Hello and welcome. I'm Alexander. And I'm Simon. We're still knee-deep in tech and this is episode 40.
1: How cool is that? We're getting close to something.
0: We're close to something. What is something?
1: We need to celebrate at least 50.
0: Sure. I mean, we could technically celebrate at 40 as well, but this is not the 40th episode we've done. This is episode number 40. But we have probably done 42 or
1: 43 yeah, we, with the specials. Yeah, with the specials. And we also have a half a session somewhere.
0: Yes, we yeah. don't talk about that. <laughs> well, it is May the 8th. Yep. And there have been a lot of new things, especially with the Build conference.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> there's, that's one of the conferences going on. So mm. we have Build, we have Citrix, we have Nutanix, Google will start... Wednesday or Thursday with their IO conference. Right. And I, t- I believe it's one or two more going on this week.
0: It's a very exciting week indeed. Yep. Yep.
1: But we'll be focusing on build primarily. Yes. Or the first day's keynote because f- today's keynote is the one I really want to view.
0: Yeah. I mean it. There's there's going to be a lot of new exciting features both today and well in the days to come. I mean, there is so much that have been said but have not been as thoroughly been r- reported yet. Yep. So we, we're going to see a lot of cool stuff. So I could kick off.
1: Yeah, fir- first of all, what's your view in a three and a half hour long keynote?
0: It is too much. When you it need someone to go up much. on
1: stage and ask the audience to stretch.
0: Yeah, no. That's a no, stretch. No, I am... I, um, no, that is a very bad pun. It, it is just too much. Yep. I f- completely understand that you need to fit as much in there as possible, but come on, three and a half hours, that is just too much. Yep. Agreed. Yes. Now, Excel gets Power BI visuals. Hooray! How cool is that? So
1: now you're actually working with Excel.
0: You know, I do have an Excel sticker on my laptop. You do? And I've had it there for quite some time.
1: All the two months or whatever you have had your laptop. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So the entire lifetime of your laptop. Yes. Now, so Excel is
0: going to get the Power BI visuals and the custom Power BI visuals. And keep in mind that anyone basically can create a Power BI visual. It is primarily written in, in JavaScript. So this is a very interesting extension of Excel which is probably the most used data analytics tool in existence. So the the distance between Power BI and Excel gets shorter and shorter. And I'm very, very much looking forward to uh, what the future holds for these kinds of analysis tools.
1: Yeah. Looking at it from an office point of view, how easy is it to embed a power bi visual in a powerpoint presentation because that to me would make a lot of sense
0: a power bi visual in a powerpoint presentation yeah. i might be wrong but i think i'm not when i say that it is only in power bi and in sway sorry in in powerpoint and in sway that you can actually embed a power bi presentation yeah. or a power bi report since yeah. I've tried to do it in in Word. I've tried to do it in Excel, and it is while it is technically possible, it is very, very, very difficult and very roundabout.
1: Yep, because that that makes a lot of sense. I, I it makes tons of sense in Excel. It does. But what you really want is to present something, which you do with PowerPoint in this way.
0: Sure. The only difference, I would say, is how you're going to look at your presentation. I mean. PowerPoint is more of a linear storytelling tool, if you will. You're going from, from here to here to here, and then you're done. It is not so much as a, a forking discussion tool. In my view,
1: you don't you, agree? If you look at the PowerPoint presentations you get from Microsoft for the d- desktop deployment planning services, for uh-huh. example, that's built around a main menu and then you choose the buttons you want to go into. Oh, really?
0: So it's really? more of a storyboard. Yeah, because that's...
1: Um, and that's now implemented in PowerPoint as well, storyboarding.
0: Yes, I I did. I actually yeah. used this for my presentation in, in Israel. Yeah. And that works very well if you know how to use it. Yep. And it is a very different way of approaching your presentation. Yeah. And that's pretty much what I w- was going for. If you have a linear just a static display PowerPoint, then suddenly you get an interactive Power BI dashboard or report. It is another way of looking at data, and it kind of changes how you're going to use the PowerPoint
1: tool. Uh, Now, just hang on now. Okay. They showed something yesterday using Power BI with a HoloLens, which we'll discuss soon. Mm -hmm. But imagine using the same technology with PowerPoint Morph. Oh, hello. So the ability to animate a Power BI visual when you change slides.
0: That would be awesome. I wonder if that wouldn't just work as it is. It depends Probably. entirely on how Morph works. Uh, that, uh, that as
1: long as it's as it's a 3D object.
0: Well, it doesn't technically has to be a 3D object. No, it doesn't. No, no, it, it works. It works yep. with two D too. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Let's let's That, that would be
1: quite powerful to get. That Did you just morph.
0: use powerful? So Power BI and PowerPoint is powerful. I okay. love it. I think we have the name of this episode. It is <laughs> a very I'm, powerful. I'm, going,
1: I'm working with marketing.
0: Yes, this is a very powerful episode.
1: Th- that's a tweet right there. Hmm. I'll
0: I'm sure it is. Okay. So while while you're tweeting, Cosmos DB celebrates one year. Hooray! And that I am, um, to be honest, I'm very sad that I haven't had any opportunity to work with Cosmos DB since it seems to be, to paraphrase, the business as in something completely different. There were a ton of upgrades announced yesterday and there are so many huge clients that use Cosmos DB and need the specific stuff in Cosmos DB that is, is simply not available anywhere else.
1: Exactly. And that that was really if we go back to last year, mm-hmm. about this time. yeah, We had a discussion on who are going to use Cosmos DB mm. and how awesome it may be. It's still a limited amount of organizations that need that kind of service
0: at the moment yes but then again everything is going global Yep. it doesn't matter if you you just want to sell tickets to concerts or you are selling potted plants or whatever as soon as you are starting to move beyond your own geographical borders cosmos tv is, is kind of positioning itself as the only choice Yep. Yeah, so, that's
1: quite obvious. Yeah. There can't be any other service that can match what Cosmos DB is offering.
0: Not at the moment, no. no. There, there are others that do similar things, but not near this, and no. definitely not in Azure. So that is just awesome. MySQL and PostgreSQL, they are now generally available. It's going to be very interesting to see statistics on how many are actually using this. I envision that especially the the MySQL ones are going to go up. Yep. Because this will make it so much easier for, just take a WordPress, for example. You can do WordPress serverless now. Yep. Boom. How cool is that? That's cool. We might actually need to move to something like that for our sites just to see, just, just to have something to toy with play
1: with. I'm more of a sass person well, myself. Okay. That's where I live. Yeah. Sassy.
0: Sassy. You're just killing it today. <laughs> so yeah, um and of course for the, the cosmos. <laughs> and of course the Azure Database Migration Service has also gone GA. Hooray. Yes. So and, and this is just a is very small small pieces of what has been announced. And again there's going to be a ton more stuff today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: before we move into today's keynote, mm-hmm. we'll take some other bits and pieces from the first half because what we have discussed now is was really like the middle and last part of it. Mm. So Satya started off by talking about laws of AI and how to make technology like the, the the value of privacy, the value of respectful AIs and so on, Yeah, actually made a lot of sense to me. I, I thought that... The, As does
0: most of the things that guy says.
1: Yeah. But many probably will, would say that it's it's just a marketing thing. But it, it makes sense. They, of they, course it does. Yeah. But they had the discussion on, on Windows Weekly, for example, on that they are now using the reason why they're pushing it so hard is because they want to differentiate from Facebook and Twitter and so on now, which have had its breaches. Sure. Um, So just a couple of interesting partnerships and a device reborn.
0: A device reborn.
1: First of all, they are now doing new partnerships with DJI and Qualcomm Mm -hmm. to bring Intelligent Edge to drones. So you will be starting now, basically, you can take your DJI drones and actually run IoT Edge on them and use them as an Edge device for Azure.
0: And when we are talking Edge device, that means that you are very close to the source of the data.
1: Yeah, they they are doing machine learning on the Edge device.
0: And the Edge device is is as far away from the cloud as you can come. Yeah. Correct.
1: Exactly. So the the thing they showed was a DJI drone inspecting pipes and being able to uh, find um, damages on the pipes. Oh, using machine learning and a camera on the drone itself, and it doesn't need to be connected to Azure to do the data crunching from the visuals. I I actually had a hard time understanding this until this keynote, when they showed how to do this in practice. Okay. So you're able to use uh, machine learning and cognitive services to train an AI or whatever, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm mixing it up, using images. Yeah, sure. Feed them a bunch of images. The the program Scott or Not was the thing yesterday. Actually brilliant. (laughs) Anyways, so uh, they do the training. And when they've trained the AI, they can con- uh, create oh. a Docker container of what's what's been learned. Of the model, right. Yeah. And deploy it to the machine, the edge device. So you bring your entire fully trained model to the machine. Wow. And it, Yeah, and um, I'm not a developer. I have no clue. And I've been struggling to understand what they are doing and how they can do this. What they showed yesterday made a lot of sense. Yes. And it's super easy. It's a container. You can move it everywhere. As long as you can deploy it and run it using the limited power the device may or may not have.
0: But this kind of begs the question, how powerful is a DJI drone, really? Uh, It it sounds like it's...
1: It's the new ships from uh, from Qualcomm that will enable it to be quite powerful. Oh, suddenly
0: I understand why the special AI chips are going to come.
1: Yeah. Ah, Because then they can do chips that are... So what you're
0: actually saying is that we are soon able to look at um, the same kind of trained models in webcams, for instance. Yeah. Or just... That's cameras, yeah, so you can have autonomous CCD cameras with fish face recognition
1: yeah. and that's the Scott or not demo they did the exact same thing oh. they trained a the model made it into a docker container deployed it to Raspberry Pi with a camera connected to it and it was able to differentiate two faces very cool yeah another really cool thing Alexa and Cortana are now friends. (laughs) And they are great at puns.
0: That does not surprise me at all. And (laughs) I know exactly (laughs) who likes that.
1: (laughs) Did you see the pun they made? No, I did not. I'll find it.
0: I actually spent the weekend in Copenhagen. Uh, I went to uh, Copenhagen Comic Con. Yeah. That was great fun. Amazing weather. Great place. Fun venue. And I... uh, among other things, I went to two panels. One with Jonas Sotome, who is the new Chewbacca, and uh, Pilo Aspek, who plays uh, You're Engaged in Great Joy. Oh! Uh, t- they are super cool people in, in person.
1: So, on stage at MS build, the, the Microsoft guy asks Alexa Alexa, what do you think about Cortana? I like Cortana. We both have experience with light rings, although hers is more of a halo. Oh. <laughs> That was really the only time people were laughing yesterday. Apart from when Scott Hanselman's microphone died on him, he received a hand mic, which he tried to he tried to code with both hands. So he first had to put the microphone below his arm and was speaking to his like yeah. armpit.
0: How did that work?
1: Not too good. Then he moved the microphone and put it between his head and his shoulder, and at that point Scott Guthrie came on stage. Uh, And said, let me add some value to that. And held the mic for him. (laughs) That's freakishly brilliant.
0: That is brilliant.
1: And Hanselman did his demo. Leave the stage and Guthrie. stays And says, yeah, me and Scott have been talking about making a demo together at some point. This was not planned. (laughs) Nice. So now we have. Sorry. Uh, Yeah, so now Alex and Cortana are able to talk to each other. Okay and combine <clears throat> skills.
0: So combine skills, how does it actually work? I mean, I, ha- I have uh, the uh, Alexis at home. Yep. And well, in my case, I think they hate me because they are <laughs> dumb as a post. That's a whole <laughs> different story. I mean, if, if I can say uh, in my case, Alexa, what's the weather like? Yep. That's a skill for Alexa. Yep. What happens if I have a skill that is a Cortana skill? What do I need to do?
1: They did did a number of different things yesterday. So one thing you could do is that you ask Alexa to ask Cortana to do something. So All right. Alexa, ask Cortana for my schedule. And Cortana right. Will, and Cortana will reply mm. with her own voice, mm. which is super cool. And that's actually something that Cortana gets a lot of credits for. Her voice is the best of all the voice assistants. Yeah, cool. She's also the one that understands voice best still. Cool. Uh, That's one way of doing it. It will also fail over or fall back to the assistant that has the skill you're asking for. If the one you're asking doesn't have it. So usually you will ask Cortana to do something and she can't do it for you. And then Cortana will say, basically, yeah, I, I can't do that, but I ask Alexa if she can. Cool. So it's a very natural interaction between them. And you will get the Cortana voice from an Alexa speaker, from Echo speaker, and the Alexa voice from a Cortana speaker. Or a computer, for the matter. Okay. Um, and it, it's powerful. They, they are good at different things. Alexa can do things... For you at home and Cortana is great for work.
0: I was just about to ask you that what would you say I've never used a Cortana device what what specifically can I use a Cortana device for that I can use Alexa for?
1: I think it's it's the integration to other Microsoft services so you can ask Cortana for your schedule in Office 365.
0: Oh right right hello
1: yeah so those kind of integrations. You will be you you can ask you can use Cortana to ask things about your data sets. Okay. That's they, they showed that years ago.
0: Is Cortana available in Sweden? No. No. So I need to run my machine on an English setting for this to work.
1: Yep. Uh, but I have now an invoke speaker, the only Cortana speaker available. And that works just fine in Sweden as well. I had to force my now dead iPhone into the American uh, app store. Right. It was it app.
0: was the same with uh, with the, with uh, the Alexa. Alexa yeah. yeah when I set But anyways up.
1: when it's up and running, it's great. And I, I mostly use mine for Spotify. To be completely honest. I doesn't use I I use it for Spotify, I use it for timers, things like that. But it's actually impressive how good <laughs> Cortana is on understanding what artists playlist podcast I want her to play. Cool. Even like Pete Bog Fairies.
0: Yeah, we need to have this discussion Scottish offline. Yeah. yeah.
1: Scottish contemporary funk.
0: Yes, you are mixing words that I don't understand.
1: <laughs> Anyhow.
0: Okay. Cool. Uh, Any more uh hardware
1: stuff? Yeah. The Kinect is
0: reborn. Say again.
1: The Kinect, the Xbox Kinect is reborn as wait for it Project Kinect for Azure. So they kill off a great product and reborns it.
0: Reborns but, it? Reborns, <laughs> that,
1: that, that's the worst ever. Sorry. Yes. Creates a new ex, a, a developer device just add for Azure at the end. And it's something completely new. So it's it's a camera, it's sensors, uh, it's microphones, so on, and of course, you it will utilize AI technology to do a lot of things. Cool. Yep. So that's quite cool. Any
0: any idea when it's going to be available?
1: Quite soon, before the end of the year, if I reman- remember correctly.
0: That's pretty. That's pretty soon.
1: Yep. I believe that they at some point said that everything they showed off should be available by the end of the year. Nice. In one way or another. Alex and Cortana is, is in a limited beta. Mm. Uh, yeah, a lot of other AI stuff. Uh, AI for accessibility. That was
0: Yes. Now kind we're awesome. talking. That's that's a great use case.
1: Yeah, so they showed off ALS. Um to blind parents, that mm-hmm. by using AI could be a lot more interactive with her son yep. and his homework. Um, they had a deaf, keyno- deaf uh, keynote speaker. Cool. Yeah. So she was speaking and had a, a translator, but also could follow along in the um, real-time transcription from a meeting, which nice. helped. Nice. And were really interactive. um They had a lot of other things as well. So that's actually quite cool. Yeah. Uh, And they announced a new $25 million program aimed at using the power of AI to help people with disabilities.
0: Very well spent money.
1: Yeah. And that's on top of the money they already spend on accessibility Mm. because everything they release is actually accessible. Yeah. In many different ways.
0: What are we expecting today?
1: Today is the Microsoft 365 keynote, so Joe Belfiore will be hitting the stage. Uh, I hope that we'll see some more, a, a deep dive in what they did yesterday with Teams. Right. I There could be a new Surface Hub shown off. Oh. It's highly possible. Uh-huh. I don't believe it, but it d- would be awesome if they showed off a new Hololens.
0: <laughs> that yeah. not happen. No.
1: Uh, they will probably talk a lot about progressive web apps. Yes. For Windows. Uh, I think we shouldn't have a drinking game if they mention the Graph API. <laughs> <laughs> they will. No, <laughs> no it, will turn it will.
0: It horrible. will not end well.
1: No. Um, and really what they will talk about how they implement ai into freaking everything yeah um so what they've done with office just the last couple of months is great with the translations with the design tools and so on mm. i would love to see a more security focused keynote as well even for clients so how you can do more combine the Sec- Microsoft security graph in your applications and services. Yeah. Because they, they talk about Microsoft 365, but many times they forget about EMS. They focus on Office and Windows. Yes. in Like in an IT Pro focused keyno- keynote today, they focus on EMS and Office 365 and forget Windows. Mm. But I would love to see a more focus, a, a bigger focus on EMS from a developer point of view. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. They will hopefully talk about what they have in mind for applications moving forward. So, progressive web apps, UVP apps, legacy apps, MSIX. What should you choose, both as a developer and as an IT pro? Mm. And speaking of that, we are now almost at 700 monthly active users of Windows 10.
0: 700 million. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> 700 take. million. Yep.
1: Yeah. But remember that they had a goal and this, they have been revising this a couple of times. So the goal they officially have now is a billion devices by the end of 2018. It used to be by the end of fiscal physical, physical year 2018. End of
0: fiscal year 2018, okay. Yeah,
1: but now it's end of 2018. But a they won't reach wow. it. but uh, No, but still, I mean, still 700 million.
0: Yeah. How... Uh, where, active users. Where is Windows 10 in comparison to Windows XP when it was at its heyday?
1: Good question. I haven't seen those numbers. Cuz I think
0: XP was the most widely spread. Yeah. Or was it? No, it was more than Windows 7, I think. Or Had, maybe at w- this
1: point no, Windows 7 has been been the largest one. Okay. Largest one. And now Windows,
0: Windows 10 is
1: I believe it's it's there should be more active devices, but okay. it's it's not by far. Right, Windows Seven is still a huge operating system. Right, I still have plenty of customers that haven't migrated yet.
0: Sure, I mean Windows Seven. It, it, the problem the, ti- the clock uh, is ticking. Yes, but the problem with Windows Seven is that it just works. Yeah, it does. Sort of. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And
0: we have had for once. We're not out of step when it comes to Power BI updates. <laughs> so yesterday on the 7th, the May update was released. Yep. And while there were several updates, yep. I'm going to just briefly touch on two. One is the incremental refresh.
1: Which you've been asking for for a while.
0: W- yeah. Oh, yeah. Me, Me and pretty much everybody else. Yep. It is the only way to handle truly huge data sets in Power BI. Yep. So what it actually means is that you can update just a f- a fraction of your data set as new data comes in. You don't have to refresh all the gazillion rows of data. This is going to be a game changer for, for big data sets.
1: Does ClickView and Tableau, which is the main competitors of Power BI, I assume, they are do they have anything like this
0: you know i don't know actually
1: because that would probably be again like like you said a game changer if if that's it makes sense we see more and more data we use more and more data and if parbia can do this which the other two can't that
0: there is a, a concept in clickview called incremental load so there might be something but that's something. from 2013.
1: Yeah, but Microsoft could be 5 years behind. That's
0: That is true, but yeah. But, yeah. Mm, yeah. I'm I'm going to have actually to to look slightly deeper that's into that cuz I'm yeah. interested. Yeah. And the other one is what is known as group slicers. That means that you can create a a group or actually you just name the th- the things the same. And one slicer is going to affect the behavior of the other visuals in that group. It gives you so many new possibilities for designing the interactivity of your report exactly the way you want it. Very, very cool. Combined with uh, better drill through, now you can drill through to another page without losing settings and so on and so forth. It is just Awesome. It's going to be yep. super cool.
1: And speaking of Power BI, it's super cool. The HoloLens, HoloLens application application of Power BI. Yep. That's one of the best demos of Power BI I've ever seen because it made so much sense. and It was so obvious. And if someone would have asked me what application is running that 3D model, I would never have said Power BI. No. And it made a lot of sense for me that that's fairly new to data. Mm-hmm data visualization. If you only, they they viewed a number of temperature graphs in a a 3D diagram, basically, a 3D box. Yep. And it didn't make sense at all. And then they applied the same data set to a 3D model of a house. Mm. And you instantly saw the problem or the reason why the three rooms that were on, on a higher temperature, why it was so. Just by visualizing it in a 3D model.
0: It turns out the rooms were stacked on each other,
1: yeah, and just beside a uh, air duct from the kitchen, yeah,
0: yeah, so well, that is a very good way of explaining why you should use a visualization or, or yeah. an uh, analysis tool. It is to put your data in in context, yeah so it's it's all about contextualizing data, yep yeah. all right, we are actually at time,
1: oh. For once.
0: For once. This this was a very quick episode, in yep. my view.
1: Yep. Uh, and we'll have a lot to talk about in the next episode where we are able to sum up the keynote from tonight.
0: Absolutely. That I'm very much looking forward to yep. as well. So this weekend I will be in Helsinki yep. presenting Boring is Stable. Stable is good. Best practice in practice. And then it is actually quiet for some time so we'll probably be able to find some time next week
1: yeah yeah we will absolutely we, will. we are going on a road trip next week we
0: are going to a ro- on a road trip to Kalmar and Växjö and yeah that's going to be awesome that's I'm very be. much looking forward to that Yep, we need to set up the uh
1: <laughs> don't mention it okay
0: <laughs> well great thank you very much for listening and we will see you next week Yep. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye.